this is your co-host Astroid Cosplay, and you are listening to the Heroes of Cosplay Sanctuary Podcast. Welcome to the Heroes of Cosplay Sanctuary Podcast. This is your host, Scotty B. Well, this week, folks, it's going to be a little bit of a different week because at the end of the week, we have a very special movie coming out that we are very excited about. Uh, and by we, I guess I mean, um, you know, other people besides me, uh, not the royal we. We aren't going to pitch things. We aren't going to plug things at the beginning of the show here. We're just going to get right into Dune. Dune, my number one fandom, and uh, you know they've they've come out with things over time about Dune. Frank Herbert is probably my favorite author, or at least on my top five. Uh, he wrote one of the most amazing sci-fi adventure slash space opera slash whatever you want to call it. Uh, just one of the one of the greatest overarching storylines, you know, before Game of Thrones and before Harry Potter and all of these other epic multiple book series that everybody's very familiar with, Twilight, I guess, uh, there was Dune. And it's just such a rich story. And I really hope that the movie coming out this week, at the end of the week, is just, uh, you know, I hope they do it justice. I want to spend some time talking about the trailers today, and then I'm just going to go through things. You know, they the, the first movie is something that I'd like to talk about tomorrow, and then I'm going to talk about the games and how, you know, everything that went on with there, because I have, I have been inside of Dune, reading the books, and listening to anything I can get my hands on about Dune. Uh, you know, got Comic Book Girl 19, Comic Girl 19. Donica has these amazing series where she goes through in her book club about uh, pretty much all the books that are in the series. It's so great. I, I love, I've just been really enjoying that. You know, so we'll go through some of the things going on in the book. Of course, if these are short casts, there's no way that I can cover all of the Dune fandom in a week. Uh, I don't even intend to. I just wanted to get some of the excitement out <laughs> of my of myself. Uh, I might do a re- maybe I'll do a reaction video to the movie. I don't know uh, after it comes out. Maybe I'll do a watch party. I don't know. I I do have that day off. It wasn't it wasn't intentional. I didn't mean to take the day off or Dune. It just it uh, it works out that way. It comes out uh, this Friday and it's going to be really cool. It'll be simul simulcast or simultaneously out in theaters and in uh, HBO Max. I I don't get paid to say that. I I could care less. Let's dissect the trailers a little bit. Let's see if I can, if I can even remember (laughs) watching the trailer. Like I watched them last week and uh, I mean, I've watched them several times. The look and the feel of this, it's very epic. It's very modernized. So I think the, I think the perspective has changed. It starts off with, with Fremen. It starts off with Dune. It starts off with uh, Shani, I think it's yeah, I'm saying it right, Shani, and they're um, remarkably younger. So if you compare this to what's going on in the original Dune movie or anything that you were thinking, like when I think about the books, I think more along the lines of the way the first movie was versus this one, where Paul Atreides is, uh, you know, maybe in his like mid twenties. That everybody like mid twenties is kind of, and these these folks, maybe I'm dating myself. <laughs> These folks look a little younger than that. They don't look like they're in their mid twenties. Um, and I've I've wa- I just watched the movie, so I'm like, yeah, I'm like Sean Young uh, looks like she's in her mid twenties. This Shani looks much younger. She looks like she might be a teenager. So they went younger. I guess that makes sense because Children of Dune 
is a little bit that way. And I guess as far as like there's just the storyline, I think that probably makes more sense as well because that gives them a little bit more time to kind of grow into their characters. It gives them a little bit more time to go down this path that Paul does and eventually, you know, getting to Dune Messiah and Children of Dune and different different things. I really hope that they do more. So you have this, you have this kind of uh, over overview of the Fremen in the beginning of the trailer. It seems like it's all about freedom fighting, and there there are these incumbents that have come onto the planet, and they are they're oppressing the the local population. So the Harkonnen they rule Arrakis at the beginning of this. Not to give away too much, but you know the Harkonnen they're a major house in in the galaxy. Like they're uh, they're they're rich, they're powerful, they're greedy. Uh, the Baron is like one of the greatest villains of all time, in my opinion. They haven't done him justice yet, so I hope they do this time. Still say they're gonna like completely over embellish some of his like um, some of his little abilities and things and how he's dealing with spice intake and stuff. So if for those of you who don't know, the uh, the planet is so important because it produces spice. Spice is pretty much everything in the future, you know, in, the, in this era or in this in this space drama, this, this science fiction uh, version of the universe. Spice is everything. Uh, it, it, it makes time travel and folding space-time possible, has all these crazy attributes it's created by sandworms they don't really know how it exists it just does and then they they mine it they refine it and they they mass produce it sell it whatever well they don't mass produce it but they they sell it and really only the elite can afford it but if you live on the planet you it's like secondhand spice smoke basically like you you're just like you're inundated with it all the time so you have like all these enhanced abilities so so the the fremen are like super fighters because they're they're kind of like spice enhanced people and they have like all they've just they just train their brains out and they they are very good at desert living in the desert survival killing people you know like whatever they have to do to survive water is the most important thing obviously because you're on a desert planet so the the Harkonnen are there and they're like super pale I don't know why they, they went with super pale. like it's really hard to tell uh from the trailer if these are like Sadakar if these are like the emperor's guys or if these are the uh, guys that are Harkonnen like they're really like kind of it's almost like a clone army like it feels like a little bit of like a clone army so you're you're seeing these you're seeing these outsiders they're called outsiders I guess you know like I think the Fremen really refer to everybody as an outsider because <laughs> they are. But the Harkonnen are the biggest problem, and that's kind of setting the stage for this good versus evil thing that's going on. Which you know it isn't. It isn't gonna. By, by the time you get, by the time you get to like book four, you're gonna be like, oh, this was this was like tr- not even. It's just where you start. There's so much more going on. Duncan Apollo. So there's there's this nice little scene in a hangar where where Duncan is talking to Paul Trades and. Uh, I love I like this scene because it sets this it sets the groundwork for and I think this is the first time that they've really done this like they kind of did it in the movie they've kind of gone around this like it's definitely not in the games it's uh, it was a little bit in the 2000 version of the series but I hope they get this right based on the trailer they've they're they're doing a better job of this dynamic between Duncan Idaho and Paul Atreides like Gurney Gurney's in it but I think they really put more emphasis on Gurney in the first movie than they do in this trailer there's there's you know there's paul and there's duncan and that is that's the thing (laughs) it's all about the duncan and that's 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 very very good like well done 
new movie. We're getting back into the Baron and there's some voiceover and just like this really menacing presence. Fairly accurate. The Baron is a freaking weirdo. <laughs> he's he's so evil. He's so maniacal and just this really like sleazy sort of weird dude and you know he's bald he's just massive although that uh, gets explained away a little bit differently i don't know if they're going to go that route or not or if they're just going to make him like this super powerful being who has all of this all of these resources and power at his fingertips uh you know he's right up there with like darth vader or or the emperor or something like that like they're really making him like this big deal you know and then cutting back to the fremen we show him with the with the blue eyes like the blue within blue uh which really isn't in the book the eyes get almost like like the their eyes are like just like you can't really tell that there's an eye um it's just they you know they're just black like it's all pupil or something and but in this one they they just keep with what they did in the first movie and they just made their eyes glow blue because i think that that's probably just a better effect <laughs> they just went with it they're like no the movie did the better effect the book doesn't really do it justice that part's not really in the book they they've just embellished that and like yeah i think you know trail like trails of blue is just a better way to go about it so okay you know we'll give them that let's that's kind of a repeat thing like they're not gonna like i guess they, they don't want to make the the good guys scary right like you wouldn't want to make or the point of doing it the other way would be that the fremen really are not good or evil like they're not there's no, there's no side there's that's the side that they're on is fremen like they they're not allying with anyone um, they're them, you know, it's their planet. They're defending themselves. There's it's survivalist. So that, you know, we're, we're going to just never mind that because you're making a movie and you have to have good guys. You have to have antagonists and protagonists. So we'll give them blue eyes because that's, you know, and also orange and blue because, you know, it's cinematic. So you, it's perfect. You have, you have a desert, you can make orange and you have Fremen, you can make blue. So it's just, it just works for the way that all movies end up being lit these these days it has to be cinematic red orange and blue the music in the trailer is a little i don't know it's not off but it just seems very stargate does anyone remember what stargate is it just feels like because that that was basically a desert planet where you know you have some people coming on the planet getting in with the native population and ma making you know and then there's an oppressive population you know keeping everybody down and shooting with their their technology and that's kind of this you know like it's like okay we've got technology we've got space we've got desert uh we've got stargate music so it's like it's stargate only we're not taking like regular humans well we kind of are regular humans right the atreides like they're teleporting in uh they, they teleport through space and they get to dune um, except that they know where they're going in in Stargate, they really don't. They have no idea where they got there. But it, yeah, the music and the feel a little bit is like Stargate, just because of the, the Stargate music in the background. I think they wanted to make it more space opera with the epic music in the background. We get the Beast Raban. I think it's Raban. Um, that that Batista, Dave Batista, is supposed to be because he's a beast. You know, he's like the only, I guess, apparently the only actor in in the known. <laughs> in the known uh like on the list you're like oh well, we need this like brutish looking dude so we're just gonna cast dave batista every single time if we need somebody brutish um i could do without that um i'm i'm not like i was never like i i've i've seen him i've seen batista since the day he he entered the wwe i've never been like a huge fan of him um or his ability to like act he's to me he's not an actor he's more of just like a he's like a stunt dude he's he's kind of funny like he's funny as um as you know in uh as Rax as is uh you know in Guardians of the Galaxy 
um, that suited him. Like there, there are parts that suit him. That's fine. I mean, I'm sure he's, you know, taken acting classes, certainly more than I am. Like he's certainly more, uh, on screen ready than me. Like, I'm not saying that he's not, but you know, he, uh, any, any time that like they start out as a wrestler, you know, like I'm not big, I'm not a big fan of like Triple H being an actor. I'm not a big fan of, uh, you know, John Cena being an actor. Sorry, John. Sorry. I'm not a big fan of The Rock being an actor. So when you put Dave Bautista in like one of what I would believe is, you know, it's and he's it's not like Raban is like super important to this. So giving him giving like this big, you know, I say, you know, he's in the MCU. So he's you know, he's well known. You know, I think that's just like more we want more people to watch this. So we're going to put some known people like why we're you know, we're putting Aquaman in this. Yes, Jason Jason Momoa is I think a good is a good choice for what they wanted to do with Duncan. I think that's a good choice and I think, you know, he's going to be there for a while, but I know, I mean, I'm sorry if I'm spoiling all of this. I know that Raban isn't going to be around as long as Duncan. Fine, like you went with that, but you know, like to me it's like, you know, I could have I could have maybe, you know, I could have seen people being cast differently so that that's kind of the that's one trailer then there's a final trailer and i like the way that one starts a little bit better because you get to see the ornithopters and the ornithopters look super cool they did a really good job with the the look of that and like how they're very like sleek and desert ready because this is you know if you're gonna fly around in the desert uh and in a really harsh climate like dune you're gonna need something that looks a little bit like this and and kind of maneuvers a little bit like this you need something very lightweight and very very durable and you know it looks a bit like a uh you know it looks like a dragonfly and that's like in my head like this is yeah that's just perfect like that's an ornithopter the still suits are awesome they look great super desert gear it's super battle ready whenever they whenever they show like this is going to be a cosplay dream like everybody's going to want to go out and make a still suit now and good luck because they're really hard to make (laughs) um i'm i'm still contemplating like what on earth i would even do how to like get a base suit like what i think i would want um, at a, at a, at very least, I would want it to seem a bit realistic while I'm wearing it. So I would probably put like a cooling suit underneath the foam by design. These are like super warm things to wear for a day or a photo shoot or whatever. And the level of detail, like I think they did amazing. If you've seen Armored Heart cosplay, she's already out there. Uh, she's already done some Dune, uh, some Dune footage. She's got the suit. It's it just looks great. It's very accurate to the to these trailers. We we move from that. We see the Dune character. You know, we see the Fremen. We uh, I'm assuming that it's the Sardaukar that attack Duncan in the trailer. The ones that are wearing white suits, like there's some white suits. There's like a lot of there's a lot of fighting and chaos, and it's really hard to figure out exactly who's who and what's what like who like there's so many bad guys um there's so much infighting like is it is it infighting in in you know with the atreides like are those atreides troops and duncan's like fighting his way out of like people who have infiltrated the atreides and wearing those uniforms is it the is it the the imperial guard is it like actually just the emperor's regular troops or is it the sardaukar troops which are his elite troops you know the emperor's troops which the emperor's nowhere um he's nowhere to be found um in this whole thing or is it more harkona like is it just just is this different harkona so it's a little hard to tell like if i'm watching this like i'm just seeing like all this action and you know i'm probably like going oh cool i'll watch this because there's a ton of action but just like figuring out like who's who's who like that's really hard to do from this trailer except for like you know you fade like okay duncan's a good guy paul is a good guy you know like i can i can kind of like separate 
who's who that way at a very basic level. Uh, they do get the little tagline for fear is a mind killer. Thank you. You know, that's, um, that's a, the big, the big thing <laughs> about this really, really Fremen centric final trailer really gets into, you know, there's a ton of worms. We're going to talk about worms. We're going to get into worms. Like there's these giant worms, uh, people maybe not, um, when they see that probably don't understand like, yes, Dune has all these little tunneling worms that keep the spice going and nobody really understands how they do that. There's lots of different shapes and sizes of these worms and they're, they're not sentient to, they're not like, they're not the way that they eventually will, you know, like if you're reading the books, like things, things occur, <laughs> uh, you know, God Emperor Dune, things occur. And there's a lot of change on this planet over time. The worms are a mystery. How the spice is produced is a mystery. They just like it. They, they mine it. They've been doing it for a long, long time. You'll notice that a lot in Dune. Like things stay the same for a very long time. It doesn't change every decade like it does on planet Earth. It's thousands of years of the exact same things going on you know like we've we've got we've gotten to space travel if it's not broke don't fix it like we're we're good <laughs> the spice is the spice if we're good strangely enough there's no Bene Gesserit at all in this whole thing there's no Bene Gesserit it feels like a liberation mission there's no fade uh, there's no emperor there's very little duke and you really don't even know who jessica is and how important she is to the plot like you don't get any of that you don't get a prophecy we're not talking about you know there's there's no mention of the quizas hadrock i'm gonna i pronounce that wrong but that's okay like that's that's kind of what they're doing like the benjesters are all about um breeding and um, like genetic manipulation over time that actually leads them to creating like the super being <laughs> um you know again spoilers uh, but they uh, they don't mention that. So I don't even know if we're going to get into the whole pro. Like, I think we are because it's fairly central to the entire book. It's central, central to everything. Like, if you don't have that plot while you're doing this, you don't really have much of a movie. Like, it can't just be about liberation, um, which it does. Like, that really seems to be, like, the whole point of this trailer. It's, like, it's the liberation of the Fremen. Like, the Fremen are an oppressed people that they're being, like, hunted down and, and destroyed by the Harkonnen, which I don't think is the case at all. Like, the Harkonnen really just infiltrate the planet because they're given charge of it by the Emperor, and they are controlling spice production uh, for, you know, like, and it's it's kind of a power play. It's kind of, you know, the Baron doing everything that he can to get into uh, power like he wants to be the emperor of the known universe so for for him it's uh, definitely there's there's they kind of ignore the fremen like i don't there's it's not like they're like purposely hunting them down or anything like that they're like avoiding them um to get to the spice but you know that they come up and it's really like these insurgents and um it's like patchy nobody knows how many there are but in the in the context of the of the trailer it really just seems like they're being hunted down and like systematically killed by the Harkonnen and it's like this big oppressive thing and that the Atreides are actually coming onto the planet to help the Fremen and to like destroy the Harkonnen and liberate the Fremen which is zero like that is not what's happening at all <laughs> that is not why the um, that is not why the Atreides are coming to that planet the, it's a power struggle at the time like this is a Game of Thrones sort of thing it's a power struggle and it's a it's a power play like there's all these little factions at play so you don't really get that feel out of it probably because it's not as it's not as like in this era like that maybe that made more sense in the 80s but in this era it really i think the more simplistic like we need to feel like there is an oppressed 
uh, thing going on here. Like these people are being oppressed and they're being hunted and shot at. And we need we need a reason to bring the Atreides there and like help. We have to make them very good, which they're absolutely not. <laughs> so having that is interesting. So that is where I'm going to end. It's super long. Uh, these are going to be longer. I know they are because I can ramble on and on about Dune. It's so great. Uh, we're going to talk about the 1984 film tomorrow so if you want to hear kind of the backstory and where like this is i've watched this movie for 30 years i've seen this many many i've seen it many times um i've even seen the the alternate beginning that um, doesn't exist anymore which was part of the television um the the airing on tv a long long time ago was probably on like channel 12 or something uh when i was growing up and uh, they they had it was so long uh, i think i still have it on tape somewhere in two parts because they they uh with all the commercials and stuff like it was just epically long even though it's not like it's i think maybe a two-hour movie but it, it felt like it was about three and a half hours when it was on tv and i think they they did it in like part one and part two because it was it just took up too much time i think it was like two two one-hour blocks or something and that they ended up doing it week by week it was yeah this is the way it is uh, back then so I will end it there thank you so much for listening today everyone this is Scotty B with the Heroes of Cosplay Sanctuary 